0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the last episode of the Fart Fetish podcast for 2022. We've got another great episode just ahead, but I want to make a few important announcements. Of course, the Fart Fetish podcast is available on almost all major podcast platforms and releases episodes on a monthly basis. And you can visit fartfetish.info for informative links and resources on the Fart Fetish. You can also find a link there to email me your request to join the podcast Discord server. And that's very important right now because it's very possible, hint, that I'll be soon making the Discord exclusive for patrons and show guests. So it's your last chance to join for free while you can, or you can support the show for $3 or more and join at that time. My focus is set on growing this podcast and community in the coming year, and your support will help me get this amped up and keep it growing. So if you do have the means to give to the show, I definitely welcome and appreciate it. And will ensure I deliver as much exclusive value for your contribution as I can give. To be a guest on the show, just email me at proctophilia at gmail.com and let's chat about it. But that's it. Today's episode guest is Tarek, a fart fetishist that's on to talk about a great many things. Tarek shares with us a more mutual fart experience he desires, and we talk about misconceptions, urbanization, and taboo, as well as some of the stumbling blocks for normalizing farting more broadly. There's a lot to ponder here, so let's get into the Fart Fetish podcast. Thanks very much for being here, Tarek. Why don't you we start with a little bit about yourself and what the uh, fetish looks like for you? Like, What aspects and themes around this fetish do you like? So I've had
1: this fetish since I was maybe 12. And um, the thing that turns me on the most, I would say, is the sound. The smell is not something that Completely turns me off, but it's not something that turns me on ever. It might even sometimes turn me off. There's also some sub aspects, but it's overall it's not a fetish that I've explored a lot in real life. Like most of it has been online. In fact, the vast majority of it has been online so far.
0: Well, so it sounds like you have uh, you've had some experiences, or is that is that not the case?
1: Yeah, I've well, I've had a few, but I'm not really sure if how much they count or or. They weren't like anything like groundbreaking, it was it was mostly things that happened like times when I heard someone fart or times when I farted in front of someone, but it wasn't anything like, it wasn't sexual, it wasn't anything like groundbreaking or huge or-
0: I got you. Okay. You mentioned liking the sound aspect. Can you maybe expand a bit on what like your favorite fart scenario might look like or, or, or do you have one? I have a few. I would say probably
1: the thing that intrigues me the most that I'd like to try is ass to ass farting. It's basically when you either clothed or naked, you fart into someone's asshole and they fart into your asshole. Basically, your two butts are like kind of glued and you fart into each other like at the same time or roughly at the same time loudly. That's something I'd love to try. That's probably my biggest fantasy, I would say.
0: Nice, and you you picture yourself as on the farting aspect, or or is is that is that what I'm understanding? What do you mean? Like you would be one of the uh, farters in that scenario? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because the thing with us to us farting is like both parties need to be, my opinion need to be involved for that to be fun. So most of the my my fantasies and my scenarios me and the other person or other persons, we would all have to be quite gassy for that to work. It's not just something where I receive and don't give in return or vice versa. so
0: nice. that's very interesting because that's not something other fetishes haven't talked about that necessarily. at least on the on the uh straight side of the fetish. it seems to be mostly uh mostly receive.
1: Okay. Well, in my case, I'm I'm not really into the whole domination humiliation aspect of that. I'm not I'm also not into face farting. So maybe that's a way for me to find something else that
0: works for me, but maybe that doesn't work as much for other people. For sure. Well it's interesting because it's like the the enjoyment of the fetish tends to come from those aspects that you are uh you're you're mentioning. Um and it's it's rare to actually have like I said, uh, people who actually have the fart fetish that actually like to do um, the farting—at least in my opinion—I mean, obviously they're out there, and we talked to some on the show. I—I I just—it's—it's—and it, uh, you said it wasn't—you uh, liked more. Uh, fr- do you see it like a a camaraderie type, uh, uh, like a friendship type, um, uh, way of expressing the fetish?
1: Sure. You could say that. I mean, I also want to be involved and and it's just that if I'm not involved and if it's only the other person doing the farting, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like it's unbalanced and then I'm, I'm kind of wondering what I'm doing there, but yeah, it's, it's more like sharing, like sharing the gas is important for me, I guess.
0: Nice. Nice. Are there any other, you mentioned uh, sub fetishes. Are there any other um, aspects that you seem to gravitate towards, especially?
1: Mm, It's not really something that Involves farting directly, but I'm a, I'm really into like body hair on women, especially, and so like hairy woman farting is something that really turns me on. Like it's in an ideal scenario, I'd be doing something like ass to ass farting with a woman who's like fa- fairly like hairy.
0: Nice, nice. I, uh, I I keep going back to the 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 way you do the fetish for a moment, just because it's it is very interesting because you actually offer something to uh your partner like it might be rare to find a partner that enjoys something like an ass to ass farting but at the same time like uh, myself and and other other straight fetishes tend to be just takers just receivers um not not like we're trying to be mean about it but uh it just sort of the way the the fetish works for us. I, I I feel like your your approach, the way you enjoy the fetish, actually is um, more akin to uh, a mutual a mutual enjoyment rather than you know oh you do this fetish for me, I'll do this fetish that you have for you type exchange. That I think many of us are going to have to get into at some point. I mean, it, you know, if we're if we're lucky enough, I suppose, but. The idea that the fart fetish is something we can't necessarily give back um, to to a person. But you potentially I feel like could you, you could um, share the fetish uh, both in a receiving and giving manner um, with with someone who who enjoyed that. I think that's very, uh, very cool and very unique um, so far that I've heard of your perspective.
1: I would say it's something I discovered fairly recently. I don't know why, but I've had this fetish for like 15 plus years. And only until recently did I discover that I also want to be more part of fetish. And maybe my mistake, maybe one of the reasons why I haven't had more experiences with this fetish is because for too long, I was expecting someone else to do it first or to, to get involved without me maybe starting first. And maybe that's what held a lot of people back. But that has changed recently, Um, which is kind of ironic because now it's a time of my life where I don't have as much friends as before. I don't really have a huge social life. And I have been wanting to do things and try things I maybe should have
0: done before. Um, So kind of weird. For sure. Have you talked about this fetish with, uh, with anyone else? And how did those interactions go if you did? Mostly
1: online. I don't think I've ever talked to... To anyone in real life about this fetish, mostly because I I didn't really see the point. Um to, to, although it came close a couple of times to telling some people and looking back, I'm glad I didn't, but it just never came up in a conversation. And and also because usually when I when I mention the fetish online or in real life, it's because I want something to happen. I won't mention it just out of the blue just to mention it. Like if I were to mention it to someone in real life that doesn't have this fetish, I would want
0: that person to see that as a green light too far in front of me. I see. Okay. I see. That that makes a lot of sense. I found a similar approach in like not necessarily offering it up, but when going into dating or sexual spaces to mention that I have a fetish, and then I find the ones that are the people that are interested will ask the follow-up of what the fetish is because either they're interested or what have you. Otherwise... Um there's a clear- I, I feel like and I don't know if this is you know steadfast, but there seems to be a clear delineation between people who are willing to listen to that information and therefore would ask and people who aren't and therefore would not ask um because I've run into both where you mention the fetish and then they have no follow ups um for whatever reason their perception and what have you I wanted to to when you talk about wanting someone to, I forget the wording you used, but like, by talking about it, like, I I think you, uh, what I, what I understood was like kind of bringing the fetish to you by talking about it. Like the only, the only reason to discuss it would be to have someone essentially initiate or, or feel comfortable initiating the fetish. Do you, do you see that sort of like, is that like a, a passive desire to have someone like the the ideal someone come into your life th- about this fetish, or or can you explain that any any uh, further? It's mostly this idea that if I
1: don't actively get myself involved in these situations, it's not going to happen. I think the mistake I did before, I wish I I thought about this earlier, was to just wait until someone would fart not necessarily in a sexual context, and then take it from there. But like in 99% of cases, that didn't happen. And I'm thinking maybe if I was the one who farted first, maybe then it would have gone somewhere else. Maybe it wouldn't have, but the fact that I didn't do that leads me to believe I may have missed out on something. I may have not done this the way I wanted it to be done. But the thing is also, I've never been really surrounded a lot by fetish settings like there's a big fetish scene here where I live but then there was the pandemic so I didn't really make a lot of moves I didn't really go and explore that maybe I should I still can't but it's just not something that happened very often but like if I was in a fetish setting then obviously I would open up more whereas like most of the times where I was in a situation where I was hoping it would happen it was just like me sitting with a friend in a cafe or at their place or at my place or something like that.
0: I understand. I understand. Yeah, it's almost like, uh, uh, like being in this fetish. There's a almost a because farts are so normalized within the fetish. I think there uh, grows to be an expectation that uh, people will be uh, more willing to fart out in the world. But obviously, it's it's the total opposite of that. It's it's one of the most held back activities of the human body, I would, I would say, um, because even, even burping people are much more willing to do, um, and non-sexually obviously, but like all the time, like if you had a burp fetish, I think it would be a lot, a fairly easier to, to, uh, at least find people who are willing to burp, um, in that way. Um, and in, and in public perhaps.
1: I agree completely. And I've heard plenty of women burp, several women, like uh, going back to when I was younger and all of that, but. I've barely ever heard any, any women fart because I'm mostly into like women with this fetish. Sure. Um, I, I'm I'm straight. So I can still enjoy this fetish with a guy like as to as farting, I would do it with either gender or with someone non-binary, whatever, but I'm more into women when it comes to this fetish. So, but no, I think burping is, is more socially acceptable. Why? I'm not exactly sure. And I think, and we can get into this later, but I think one of the big steps with this fetish going forward is, finding a way to normalize it somehow to make it become what the foot fetish was be- before it became more normalized. Can we get there? I don't know. Cause it's a bit different. There's many dynamics that come into play, but I'm hoping we can get to a point where it, it becomes more normalized.
0: For sure. For sure. I, I agree. I feel like it's possible um, just because you know, in my, in my adventures out in the world and, and telling Telling non-fetishists about it, I mean, I'm definitely not seeing any any like outward dislike. I mean, in like video calls or whatever. Like there was a multiple video call, and I was telling people it's like a speed date type thing or whatever, like a group date. And uh, I, um, I mentioned the fetish because somebody asked, and I looked in one corner, and it, I don't know, I just didn't see a face. It wasn't a warm face of someone. It was just like kind of a little bit like. Uh, stone-faced, I guess, would be a way to put it. Um, but that could be that could be an embarrassing reaction as well for someone. So you don't know exactly what their their thought process is until in you know until they say like, "Ooh, that's disgusting," or "Hey, I like that." You really have no idea what a person is thinking if you're just reading their face. You can guess, but you won't know for sure. Now people are still taken back by that. I think in, in my mind, there's probably like three
1: categories of people. There's people who have this fetish. Then there's people who find farts funny, but would probably be traumatized if they learned that it was a fetish. And then there's people that find them disgusting. I think all human beings fall into one of those three categories and people are still taken back by that. And we're we're improving, we're we're getting there. Some things are done now that I think may lead to something positive, but, and also this podcast will, I, I hope will help, but we still need time. There's still a lot of things that need to be figured out. And I hope eventually we get there. Um, we'll see. There's a there's a lot more things that uh, that come into play, for sure.
0: And I think the I think the idea of normalization in this fetish is not is not going to uh, maybe put farts on the level of burping. Um, at least maybe not in our lifetime. But I do feel like there is. And accept a a greater acceptance that can be gained, even if it's just maybe with um, with individual partners. I think that seems to be the way uh, that most people would would get the fetish um, met for themselves, because I think there's an idea, a fantasy of like finding a, a group of of people that that all enjoy this fetish. You know, that's kind of the fantasy stories of like, oh, group of friends, they're farting on me or or this and that, uh, or farting with me or what whichever however you want to approach the fetish. And I think the reality may be more subdued and more individual um than than anything that's like been presented in like fantasy, whether it be dominating or even friendly fantasy uh i think uh, i think the way the fetish gets normalized may even not have like a uh a real world equivalent yet you know or or that i don't know of uh something that it's um certain groups it was a, it was a gay it was a, a gay community group that hosted like a a uh uh a workshop or a uh, not a workshop a informational session on like piss play and you know i I think normalization would be those kind of things uh you know how to do fart play or fa and face sittings you know safely if that if those are your things, how to ask for it, other kind of sessions where people can come in and ask questions and have questions answered about the fetish in a in a education setting like that's that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the show, but it's not quite the right. Um, you have to come. You have to come seek it out, rather than, you know, I guess have a class listed on Meetup where it's like, hey, we're gonna teach you how to do this, and that makes it like, oh, well, that sounds fun. Let me go look at that. And I think that um, that may be what normalization looks like in this fetish.
1: I I would agree, and I also think listening to your other episodes so far, I think it's really important that we, the people who have this fetish, talk about it, and not to let people who don't have this fetish bring about the narrative because then they just do it completely wrong and it it hurts us and frankly it makes us look like a bunch of freaks which some of us are maybe but i like to think the majority of people who have this fetish are completely normal there's nothing about them when you see them or you see how they behave where you can tell that they're creepy about it or something it's just finding a way to talk about this openly but it has to come from us And that's how we normalize it also but i feel like we're improving i feel like gradually i'm not really sure where it's going to go but gradually i feel like we maybe are progressively starting to normalize it but it's it's for sure i don't know if it's going to be comparable to anything that we know right now that's more normalized you mentioned burping i mean i've heard enough burping enough people burp in my life where i know that most of the time it's just like someone burps and like no one really cares no one reacts and I would be fine if it was the same thing with farting. Like when someone burps around me, at least when it happened, like at most someone will say like good one or whatever, but like most people will act as if nothing happened, as if someone cough. So maybe like if we could get it to the level of burping or coughing, that would be a huge step. Can we get there? I don't know. Farting has many different aspects, which will still be seen as, as gross compared to burping and coughing, mainly that farts they can stink and they come out of your ass essentially which makes a difference for a lot of people but i'm hoping we'll get eventually there to a point and and we can get into that and i think there's some things that can be done but i also like that you
0: have your your podcast which can help explore altogether some options to get there for sure yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma around around the the act of farting despite being um as natural as burping i i come from a a family that's fairly open about it or, or at least my dad. So, um, but it's not, I think for him, it is normalized. Oddly enough, it is as, as, uh, as natural as burping. There's no like odd connotations, uh you know the if there are people around which there usually aren't you know nobody reacts or or has like a like kind of uh pearl clutching attitude about releasing this this bodily function um so yeah it's weird uh it's weird that where it's at um but but it also makes sense because for the things you said like uh like the smell i think being the most uh quote unquote offensive uh element of the fetish you you mentioned, are you you you're a member of a uh, Gassy Erotica? Is that right? The the message board. Yeah, I've been there for twelve years now. Nice, nice. At, and you, have you discussed the? I mean, I'm assuming you've discussed the fetish with uh with other fetishists online. Like, what kind of um what kind of insights, insights or thoughts or or, or misconceptions uh, would you say uh have come about in your understanding and talking to other fetishists?
1: there's a lot of assumption and there's a lot of mix-ups mostly and some other people also mentioned that a lot of people associate liking farts with uh, coproctophilia, i think it's called like when you um, like feces and all of that like i'm not into that at all if some people are that that's fine like i try not to judge but one of the huge misconceptions and even with people That have this fetish, like other fellow fart fetishists, some of which I'm in touch with. And I have a couple of online friends which are fart fetishists and I've known them for in some cases 10 years. But a lot of the times talking to them, it feels like this fetish is a bit misunderstood. It's often mixed up with certain other things like vor or overeating or or stuff like that. So there's a lot of misconceptions depending on what people like. But it's a very diverse fetish. It's a very, very diverse fetish. Like we all like farts, but the way we enjoy them and what we like about them can vary extremely. Like, for example, I have a friend who's from a neighboring country here. And, and her thing is she likes to intoxicate people with her farts. That's what gets her going. That's what she enjoys is um, seeing how people suffocate from her farts, essentially. And so other people, they enjoy um just the feeling of letting one rip. And I kind of enjoy that too. And it's not necessarily always in a a purely sexual way. So yeah, I I guess what I mean is there's many aspects to it. It's not always just sexual, but it can be sexual. But like I have friends, like I said, some who enjoy like other people smelling their farts and like getting grossed out by it. And then it's like a guilty pleasure. And I have some friends that just enjoy the feeling of like being full of gas and then the relief from letting it rip and so i'm maybe more into that category but yeah it's very diverse there's no one way to enjoy this fetish and there's many different ways and it's one thing i discovered over the years talking to a lot of people is the 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 niche the the different aspects of it are very diverse and um, that's what makes this fetish fun i guess in a way is that we're not all strictly the same thing and um some of us are more maybe intense about it some of us are less intense about it i'm definitely not super intense with this fetish it's fairly mild but um yeah there's again lots of levels
0: absolutely that was a, that was that was some great insights i definitely need to find someone who wants to intoxicate and suffocate uh with farts that's that's definitely my speed but no i really appreciate that diversity of of, uh, experience you've, you've, uh, looked at because, because yeah, this show, this show does do that, but some of, some of those, um, aspects or the way you phrased them, I haven't heard, but it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, do you know when or, or, or w- when, and I guess how you started having fetish thoughts? Like what are the origins for you?
1: I'm not exactly sure. I remember that for some weird reasons when I was like seven or eight and, my mom would fart, I would find that kind of funny and I would want to like, <laughs> I, I would want to kind of sniff her ass and it, it sounds weird, but th- that was my thing when I was like seven, eight, but I was young. So I was like, nah, whatever. But like back then it was nothing. It was just like me being a child and whatever, which is weird because today that's something I wouldn't do. Like back then it's something I, I thought was funny and cool and whatever. But today, like um, fart sniffing, it's not really my thing anymore so that was when i was super young and then maybe when i was 12 years old and this was like when youtube was super new and no one really knew, knew about that there's a couple of fart videos mostly um from um mostly japanese fart videos which we can get into because i have a lot of things to say about that but so this was maybe in 2006 2007 i was i was in my early teens and uh, one day i was looking for something on youtube and i think i just may have typed in girls farting or farting girl, just for fun. I don't really know why, why, but, and then I stumbled on these Japanese clips of, from like the 1990s of like girls farting. And I was like, well, oh, this looks interesting, you know? But at first it was just like, just curiosity. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. Like I didn't think much of it. It's just, it was there and I wanted to try it out and see what it, what it was. But of course I was young. And so back then I didn't really know that it turned me on. And then progressively when I was maybe 17, 18, this is when I found Gassy Erotica, and this is when YouTube became a bigger thing. This is when all those fart models starting started appearing. And then then I started, you know, camming on Skype with some guys who had this fetish, and we would fart for each other, and I guess that's how it all started. But initially, it was just, like, something I stumbled on for fun, but I wasn't aroused. Like, the arousal came many years later. Interesting.
0: Did you... Like you didn't realize you had a, a fetish or inclination, um, at that young age or when you were watching, uh, the, the, um, the fart videos online, but did you find yourself like seeking them out more than more than once? Like how did, did you go to fart videos or, or look out, look for fart videos, um, a lot during that adolescent times?
1: did but mostly from an aspect of like wow this is so audacious i can't believe women do that as well not from like this is arousing i want to have a good time or whatever it was mostly like out of out of curiosity and just being stunned that women would actually do that and post it online and also back then it wasn't that big of a thing at least online it had barely started a little bit and then later on it expanded and i I think that's when i caught the wave when i was maybe 16, 17, I will mention this though, and this was huge in my awakening, I think. Obviously compilation clips, but, uh, and I was surprised that no one mentioned them so far, but the Falchics, the Falchics, which were huge back when I was uh, like 16, 17. I think that's what really took it to the next level for me. Went from like, okay, this is interesting. This is audacious to, okay, wait, this is actually something that turns me on. And I think they helped me discover
0: that it turns me on. For sure. Foul Chicks is, is, a, is a, I even couldn't even think of what you were talking about at first. But yeah, I remember the Foul Chicks and, uh, and sites like uh, Girls Gone Gross, which may have come much later. I'm not sure. But yeah, there was, was quite before? a few. It Was it before?
1: It was before. Girls Gone Gross was around 2006, seven, And the Foul Chicks was around 2008, nine, ten, as far as I can remember
0: man, maybe maybe you should be writing a history for the straight side of the fetish.
1: Yeah, it's, I have some really good memories. So <laughs> I remember yeah. some of these things. That's, like that's the younger awesome. I don't want to look down on them, but like the younger like younger fart fetishists were like young teenagers now, are like 15 or so. It, it, I, I pity that they don't remember that time because that was a really fun time. That was a very, very cool time to grow up and having this fetish. It was like the beginnings. It was like the initial bubbles and whatnot. That was very fun. I know you'll probably remember that. And some people that are like me in like their late 20s, early 30s, they'll remember that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I And I definitely appreciate I mean, you don't have to get me started on like the younger generation, not uh, like uh, not paying homage, but just like there's so many, it, not even just the fart aspect, but there's so many like people that have come before that uh, just get kind of tossed aside. Like I feel like previous generations tried to pull old things more maybe it's the internet you know the internet just gives us so much all at once that there's no need to go back and look at you know old black and white tv shows or you know old you know uh, uh late night tv hosts like johnny carson or whatever it's like those things don't matter anymore cuz we have so much new stuff right now that you can't even get to it all
1: i'm fairly nostalgic of the old days i speak about them with like a fair bit of nostalgia like i i miss them i i don't want to be reactionary reactionary and say everything was so amazing back then and now it sucks no i don't think that's the case
0: but it was a different time let's just put it that way for sure what would, what was the big change that occurred for you um, between the initial discovery of you, kind of like, oh, this fart, this fart thing is interesting. You, you mentioned being audacious, to when you were, I think you said about your late twenties when you started getting more into it. What was, what was the big change there?
1: It was actually my early twenties, and I think the big change was basically the first time I watched a fart clip and came, and that was like in my early twenties. Like I, I came before, but it, never from farts. And that was the first time I was like, wow, like, I remember I was even a bit scared. I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, I knew I knew there was something, like, I knew about fart fetishes, but, like, I was also wondering where this would be going. But at the same time, I've never really struggled with that. And I see some people that struggle with this fetish, and I, I feel bad for them. And I'm not saying you will never struggle with it, and it's not okay to struggle with that. But in my case, yes, in my early 20s, like, the first time I came and masturbated to a fart clip, that's when... That combined with, like, watching um, Falchik's uh, Girls Gone Gross um, and all these models, that's when it went to a different level for me.
0: That makes sense. That, make, that makes a lot of sense. You, what um, we, we mentioned this earlier, uh, but we didn't, we didn't expand too much on it uh, that I recall. Have you had any other experiences with this fetish? None
1: of them were really sexual, uh, at least I don't really think so. It, it mostly revolved around, like, me farting in front of like a couple of people and them doing it in front of me. But like overall, it's like at most two or three experiences. Like um I farted in front of like one friend, a girl, a female friend one time and, and then another female friend a couple of years after that. And um I heard my female cousin fart one time and I farted in front of her brother, who's also my cousin one time. And, um, yeah, I remember when I was uh, maybe 15, 16, we used to have a lot of these hangout nights with my guy friends at their places, and some of them would fart openly, like I never farted, I don't know, I've always been a bit shy, but they would do it openly. So there was these things, Um, we can get get into that, I guess, it's nothing like groundbreaking or huge, I guess, but um, no, sexually, I've never had any experiences with that, unfortunately.
0: For sure. For sure. What was the? Um, I think you said you farted around two girls. What was the? What was the? Like, did that have any like reasoning? It was just like uh, something that you you, um, had an urge to do at that moment, or or. It, it was mostly an urge to do it at that moment.
1: The first time it was an urge to do it. The second time, which was actually last year, it was more to, I guess, hoping to get a reaction and see if I could take this somewhere because. For the longest time, subconsciously, I feel like I've been a bit of a hypocrite in that I was expecting, hoping, quote-unquote, demanding for other people to fart openly in front of me. But I was always waiting for something to happen instead of doing it first myself. So maybe that's something that I should have worked on earlier. And now, right now in my life, I'm more at a stage where I'm willing to be the one who does the first step and see where this goes. Obviously, it doesn't mean anything will happen. It can backfire. It's not that simple. But the first time I farted in front of a girl, it's just because I had to, and I couldn't hold it in and whatever. And the second time, which was last year, it was mostly to test her reaction and hope that I'll get something. But yeah, that didn't really work out so far.
0: But that's a very interesting, um, a very good positive Approach to this fetish because and again, this is just my opinion, but I find that a lot of straight fart fetishists have this conception that of what you, of basically what you're saying that it will come to me, um, and I don't necessarily have to either seek it out or more more problematic is I don't necessarily have to give or provide anything else. I think there's a, and this is just my reading of people who post on like FetLife or other um, people who post like personal ads looking for someone to fart on them. There's an idea, a misconception that uh, farting is as enjoyable as an activity for the for that person, the potential farter, as it is for the, the person who would receive. I think what needs to happen is there's a need for uh, fart fetishes to realize or to ask themselves, what do you bring to this relationship? What do you bring to this table? Even if it's just a play, like not necessarily boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever, but just what are you offering? as as a pleasurable experience um to that person like you're getting a sexual experience in the in the fart like seemingly sexual for most people for many people you're getting a sexual experience with having your fart fetish um uh done done with uh for you with you on you uh as it were what do you bring to the other ta- uh other person that's uh That's what something they like, because it seems so far unlikely that that um, that that person um, in a majority of cases will be a far fetishist, but or or like farts, but they may do it because they like you because they you know, you're a friend, you're you're a relationship, a romantic partner, whatever. Um, they're willing to do the fetish for you but the question is what are you willing to do for them and I'm, I'm talking about like obviously whatever you're comfortable with but at the same time like you know are are you really good at uh, you know cunilingus analingus and and anything that or, or or sex in general like maybe you know maybe they'll fart on you and then you guys just have um uh, uh, uh what do we call it Pl- not platonic regular normal of like vanilla sex i guess or or some form of it um is that is am i getting your like uh, aura uh, a vibe correct about what what you were saying in terms of go seeking out or or coming to the fetish rather than having it come to you you're you're partially
1: right but i guess in my case it's mostly that i think i made the mistake for the longest time and it's a mistake i'm trying to correct now it's i made the mistake for the longest time of like hoping it would happen but hoping it would happen from the other person and just expecting something to happen which ultimately never happened and so looking back at that like now all these years later i'm wondering like in certain specific situations that i remember Where I was gassy and I was with someone and I didn't fart because I wanted to be polite or whatever. Like looking back, I'm wondering maybe if I had farted, would that have led to them farting? And would we have been open? Because I had some very close friends, guys, girls, whatever. But we never farted in front of each other because I guess I was, I mean, I was probably thinking about farts way more than they were because they don't have the fetish. I assume they don't have the fetish and probably not. But this whole time, I'm wondering if the back of their minds, even without having their fetish, they they were like in some instances, Gassian, they were wondering like, well, do I do it? Or do I wait for him to do it? And maybe I was also thinking the same thing. And ultimately what happened is that neither of us did it. And maybe if I was the one to cross that bridge and say, I'm going to do it first, maybe something would have happened. So there's a bit of part of me that regrets not doing it first not saying it would have worked out maybe it would have backfired as i said earlier but at least i would have the peace of mind today to say hey i tried i gave it all and it didn't work whereas today in some of these circumstances i feel like i could have given more
0: that's that's very that's a that's a profound thought like i i i attribute it just the same to broaching the subject, even verbally, like the, the farting, farting with someone is, a, it would be a, a expansive way to broach that subject of, of wanting to, or being able to talk about farts, um, on a deeper level, just because now it's the subject of conversation because it's happened. I think similarly fetishists, uh, us will need to Broach that subject as much as possible, whether it be uh, farting with people and using that as the as the wedge to to start talking about it. Um, to start asking questions about it or, or just talking about it in general, just mentioning it, um, in the, in the right context. I'm not saying like, you know, sit down and say like, hey, let's talk about fetishes. I have a far fetish. But like in, in the appropriate conversation, especially like entering the, the kink scene or dating scene where people are asking questions like, what are you looking for? Um, what are you seeking out? I think these are the times where honesty is is key and ideal, like not even just for fetishists, for all of us that we, when we have these moments, these questions, we should present the most honest and true self so we can both find and or manifest the the, the, the type of person, the type of relationship we want in the world. This is something I am working on currently because even with this even with doing the show and becoming slightly more comfortable uh talking about farts even saying the word fart i still find myself hesitant a little afraid a little bit like to find a romantic partner i need to hide this part away from me like separate it like maybe look into uh ethical non-monogamy or poly- polyamory to find a partner oh this is my farting partner and this is my romantic partner i've been told, and we'll see, I, I'm, I'm undergoing a, uh, a, a, like a, I don't know, mental changing of mind workshop, I suppose. And ideally I'll, I will, I will be able to come out of that fully embracing myself as, as one identity rather than like, oh, this is closet fetishist and this is Raj. And then just instead bringing them together, uh, finally, even though they've always been one person, I think it's always felt like a split personality in terms of what's acceptable to find a partner and and the projection of like oh they're not going to accept that they're not going to like that they're going to think that's weird and it's like well maybe but then that's not the person for you you have to keep keep throwing that keep throwing that fishing line out keep going out and meeting more people and more diverse groups of people because it's it seems while it does seem rare I do hold on to the the hope and idea that with the vast population of even even local areas, but the vast population of the world, there has to be some uh, diversity of enjoyment that includes something uh, I like or or you know it can be expanded from what they like to you know kind of encompass what I like and and on my side, I can do the same and try to expand what I like to encompass, um, something they like. But I think that's the point is that's the key is whatever way you can, whether it be farting in public, uh, if that, if that's the way you want to, to help, uh, broach the subject or verbally or what have you, whatever's most comfortable. But I think that is the key right there is that's, what's most important is it is telling people because there's no, there's really no way. It can happen otherwise. It's clear to me, anyways, that the the perfect fetish partner is not in is not on gas erotica, and they're probably not on on uh, this vid or whatever, looking at fart videos and whatever. I think the person is maybe not even knowing that they. Uh, like this maybe they're gassy and don't know it's a fetish maybe they're um, willing to be maybe they yeah I I don't know there's so many there's so many possibilities but the point is you can't you can't find it without asking for it I think that's the the summary of of the what I'm trying to get across well with my friends
1: when I mentioned farts and I did mention them a couple times it was mostly as a way to test the waters like back then five ten fifteen years ago I would sometimes with some people mention farts but not in a fetish way just in a in a way to just see how they feel about it and see if it can go from there somewhere or not this was back when i was testing the waters like that and today i tend to test the waters more by farting first but again it only happened like once last year and then once 10 years ago and it's not like i do it very often but my approach has changed a little bit, but overall, I'm just trying to find a way of ideally like with with a partner, it's easy because it's a partner. So problem solved. But in the meantime, and, and because I've never really been in a relationship in the meantime, at least with friends, what would have been cool. And it's still not too late for that, but what would have been cool back when I was a teenager and I know some fart fetishists who achieved that with their friends is to get their friends to fart in front of them freely, without them knowing that it turns them on and it's a fetish, I think that's the best of both worlds. And unfortunately, I've never been able to get there.
0: Interesting, interesting. Because I asked in the in the in the, or I asked uh, some of the some of the uh, the the fetishists from the gay community about like having friends who are non fetishists. Uh, fart around you and is there an oddness in that you have a fetish they don't know you have a fetish and is there like a a strangeness but I guess I guess it really comes down to it doesn't I don't think it's it's I, like I guess I look at it as perhaps exploitive but we we live in that world anyways where like say you're out uh, with a girl and she doesn't, you know, you, you don't, you don't have a sexual relation. You don't have a sexual relationship. You're just friends. You go out to see a movie, you go out to see drinks and then you drop her at her house or whatever. Um, and then you maybe, you know, think about her while you're masturbating. Like, I think that's the same level of exploitation. Um, if it even could be called that as, uh, as a situation where you, um, where you have your friends who aren't fetishists farting and you're perhaps like banking that memory for later enjoyment what what are your thoughts on that
1: i agree that it is a legitimate question to ask whether or not that would be strange because here i am talking about what i would have loved to see happen but the reality the reality is this i have no idea how how i would have reacted and how my body would have reacted i think about something that i'd love to have seen happen but Maybe it would have happened and it would have been the worst thing ever. Maybe I would have gotten overexcited. Maybe I, I would have been able to control myself. I don't think so, but you know, what, what I mean is like, there is that aspect of like, would it be strange? Would I be exploiting them? I don't really focus on that. Cause I don't know, to me, it's not really exploitation. At least I don't see it that way. It's not like I'm blackmailing them to do it or whatever, but it's just like it's something I, I wish happened, but it never happened. So I have no idea how I would have reacted to it. And maybe, maybe if I could go back and I could see how I would have reacted to it, I could go and say, "Okay, it's good that it never
0: happened because maybe it's better. It's best this way." <laughs> it's hard to say. For sure, for sure. But I I don't want to say that any of that to discourage uh, anyone or yourself. Um, I just. Uh, it's just a question i have um as someone who hasn't like been in that situation i I've, i haven't been on a lot of dates or like hanging out with a lot of women so i've never been in that situation to explore the uh exploitative nature or or not of of that kind of situation but i guess the the hardest thing is how do you get to that um how do you get to that place anyways? I mean, obviously the, the, cause we aren't talking about forcing anyone or blackmailing or or getting anyone, um, you know, compelling anyone to do it, but just like having this environment where friends kind of fart around each other. Yeah, just casual farting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. Mean, I would never tell a friend like, Hey, look, I'll pay you. Could you please fart from me? Like I would never get to that level of desperation and I can be pretty desperate in some cases, but, I remember a situation where there was this girl who was like a childhood friend of mine now we're no longer in touch, but this was maybe 10 years ago or so. And she's actually quite possibly the first girl I ever farted in front of, not hoping anything would happen at the time. It's just like we were in a setting. I was gassy. I needed to let it go. And I did. And I was hoping later on that she would kind of return the favor And then she didn't. And then one time we were walking and I told her, I don't know why I told her that, but I I told her I like farts, but not in a fetish way. I just said, I find farts interesting. I think that's what, that's what I told her. And, and she was kind of taken back. She was like, okay, wow, that's interesting. Like how come, et cetera. And so we talked a little bit about that, but ultimately it never went anywhere because All these things I tried to do to get her and other girls to fart, it would always fail. Now, whether whether it was because I wasn't living in the right setting, I was unlucky, my approach sucked maybe, I don't know. But it's just like, it feels like I was all over the place. And I'm not sure if I learned a lot from that. I think today I would probably behave in the same way and get the same failures and go nowhere, I think. But maybe today what I would do is I would be the one to fart first although I did it with that friend and it never went anywhere and then the weird thing is she told me about like how she told me a couple times like how she farted in front of her girl best friend I've always been surprised like well she knew her for a much shorter period of time than she knew me and and I knew her really well I went to her house met her grandmother her her mom we went to like one of her cousins weddings so our families were quite close but so yeah she would fart in front of her girlfriend like her best friend and she would tell me about it and I was always taken back like why would you do it in front of her and not do it in front of me even though I did it in front of you like I never asked her that but like looking back all these years later it's always been a bit frustrating for me
0: for sure for sure
1: although she doesn't owe me anything obviously let's make that clear she doesn't owe me anything and it's something I I want to say to all the people listening to this I think we also need to realize sometimes and it's a it's a hard slap in the face it's like I'm giving people tough love here and I'm giving myself tough love, but ultimately our friends partners. Okay. Maybe it's different, but our friends, non fetishists don't owe us anything. I just want to make that clear. Unfortunately, it'd it'd be cool if they did owe us something in a way, although it would be, (laughs) it would be like exploitation, but yeah, ultimately they don't owe us anything. I think it's important to keep that in mind.
0: Absolutely. No, absolutely. It's It's a, that's a good, uh, distinction to make. Um, I, I, you know, I can't tell you that it would, it would work or that would even be a good idea, but I, I think in, in where I'm at now, cause it hasn't, it's not like it's worked for me, but I, I really think being the most clear and forward about what you might desire is, is the best way to, uh, is the best way to get it. Like, I'm not saying if you had told her more about what you were seeking or if you thought like hey why don't you make could could you fart in front of me I, i like it or whatever i don't know some intellectual way to explore that obviously it's not easy it's a not easy ask because it is so out of it's not like asking like hey can i borrow a beer like it's not it's not a normal question uh or can i use your bathroom or whatever it's not a it's not a question that is normal uh as it were but at the same time there's a you know i call it manifestation but i i don't even necessarily believe in like the spiritual um idea maybe i do i don't know but like i feel like the point of manifestation is you have to put the energy and the request out into the world which which i see as uh, talking to people um and then the the universe or, or forces that be will um will bring that to you just because if nothing else, if, if looking at it in no other way, you're narrowing out the people who are not comfortable, the people who are willing to ask more questions. You're like, oh, let me spend more time with them. Let me talk with them um, about it, You know, follow their interest path, and maybe that'll go somewhere. Maybe not. But uh, there's much more likelihood that someone who's asking questions and seems vaguely interested might like it might, might be interested to, uh, in, um, in trying it or, act, uh, doing it as, as something for you or with you, uh, rather than trying to pull someone who has shown no interest up, up the mountain of like, Hey, maybe we'll get to some, po- eventually I'll get to the other side of this mountain and you'll, you'll do it for me. Right? Like, I think the interest has to be there, um, to start with. And then that's, I think the interest is a great way of even a vague interest is a great way to start bringing it up. Like I, I the the fact that she farted uh, with her friends, that that seems like, uh, to me, like an indication um, that she might be down. But you just, again, you just never know. And you, you can't, of course, you can't go backwards in time. There's plenty of things I wish I could uh, redo. I really wish I was more honest honestly about this maybe I could be in a in a different place um than I am today like my like when I was with my ex uh my last ex even though it wasn't a a perfect relationship uh she knew right away like uh, after you know when we started uh chatting after we met um in in person Uh, we started messaging on FetLife and I know the fetish was one of the first things I mentioned, especially since it's on my profile and other things that made it much easier. And she was much more willing to do those activities with me, even though she had no, like no interest in them whatsoever, or even didn't even, I, I would argue, didn't even like, to do them like like wasn't a a farter in general like uh that that actually brings me to to one question we're kind of winding down but i had a a thought while we were we were talking is what's the what's the likelihood that maybe people like many people most people aren't that gassy. Like I know it's a bodily function we all do it uh probably at least once. I I think I want to say most people uh I think myself included usually do it in the bathroom when they when they're using the restroom. Um though I could be wrong. I I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out are people holding farts a lot more than we expect? That than a lot more than we we think or are people just not that gassy? What what is your what is your thought?
1: I've had a lot of time to think about that as well because um uh, m- maybe unlike you at least when I was younger, I had a lot of female friends when I was younger like just friends and all and um there's a lot of times where I wasn't necessarily focusing on on farting or farts just enjoying whatever we were were doing. But then sometimes we would spend like half a day together. And there are some friends which I would see every month or so, or like several times a year for several hours. And they never farted. And I don't recall, I don't recall smelling a fart. I don't recall a situation where they went to the bathroom and I could tell that it was because they wanted to release their farts. So I've thought about that. It, It is possible, although Again, it's hard for me to say because uh, all my interactions when it comes to farts were online, like almost never in real life, at least not in a fetish way. And so I'm starting to think, yeah, maybe some people, maybe a lot of people are just not that gassy as we may think they are. Or they have incredible techniques to hide them, which are worthy of like Nobel Prizes to me. Because when I spend six hours with a girl repeatedly over several years several months for hours and she never farts and she never does anything that leads me to believe that she has gas I don't know how that's possible but I don't know like for example myself I'm I'm really not a gassy person in general but I have some fart fetishist friends online online friends which I know for a fact are naturally gassy but I don't know that's something that not necessarily related to the fetish but that's something that could be explored whether or not genetically or biologically some people are more gassy than others and why and how that works out but again that's something where I also try to approach that in this way when I would mention farts is to say like you know I tried so many things but like to say basically like look, I know it's painful to hold it in. You don't have to go hiding in a bathroom to do it. Like we all do it. It's fine. And they would always like, guys was a bit different, but like girls, they would always like giggle and say, okay. And they were kind of, sometimes they were a bit weirded out and it wouldn't still never happen. So it was always like failures, but I don't know. Was it because they were all holding it in and they were all very good at that or they're just not gassy people in general. Maybe it's a combination of both. I'm not sure.
0: For sure, for sure, yeah, I guess we won't I guess we won't know until we know uh till we talk to more people really because it's uh it's i i myself am not not a generally gassy person, I assume it's it's diet but i I really don't know if it's maybe combination of diet and biology, but yeah, that's an inter- definitely interesting questions to ask as as we continue to go forward i wish
1: I wish I would fart more because um like one of your previous um fart fetishist was on the podcast I also enjoy my gas quite a quite a bit and I can get really turned on by my own gas but yeah I really don't fart all that much and that's something which as we get different perspectives that's also something I would love to change about myself is like find ways to fart more if that's possible but again maybe it's not possible maybe it's just biologically some people are more gassy some people aren't but speaking for myself I enjoy there's so many things I enjoy. This is going back to what I was saying about this fetish being so diverse is like, I enjoy the relief of releasing gas. I enjoy like feeling like I'm full of gas and like feeling the gas move in my body. Like, and I enjoy farting. Like I enjoy when I fart, like that turns me on, but yeah, it's, it's different for everyone, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot thank you enough uh, for for uh, coming on today and and sharing your perspective. You you've given a lot of uh, great insights into 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 stuff we haven't really like heard before or heard in different ways. Um, but but you really shared an interesting perspective. What um what are your thoughts uh, on the future of the fetish, whether it be just for yourself or or the or the fetish as a community?
1: So for myself, I hope I finally find a partner or meet someone who's also a fart fetish in, in real life and with whom I can share this because um, just before I answer the rest of your question, I do want to go back to that point you made earlier about like communicating or, or desires or intents. And I'd love to to get your thought on that is I think talking about like, Or love for farts or either saying it's a fetish or not saying it's a fetish. It doesn't matter. But like talking about what we want, I feel like that can only work or that can only lead to something if it's either with a partner or with a fellow fart fetishist. I feel like if it's a regular quote unquote vanilla friend or like if it's someone that's non that doesn't have this fetish that doesn't know about this fetish, never heard of it. I feel like even I feel like there's no point in communicating intent with them because I don't think it can work out. It can only work out in my opinion with like a art fetishist or someone who's like your sexual partner. So you had sex and whatever. And so then you can kind of squeeze that in somehow, but with regular friends, I feel like it doesn't work out. I don't know if you agree with that. Then we can go back to what you wanted me to answer as well.
0: I'm not, um, I can't say, uh, I can't say yet because I'm in that the really the first times of my life of, of actually trying to, to explore it um like i told both of my previous girlfriends about it one obviously much quicker than the other but uh it didn't really yield anything for me the one uh outwardly didn't like it and the uh, the other one in my youth i wasn't really ready to kind of do that i was in a weird place i i don't know it's uh, it's hard to explain why i i just kind of fumbled the ball on that one i guess um yeah fumbled I, the
1: ball is a good way to uh say um to say what I did because I think I fumbled the ball quite a bit when I was younger and maybe I'm still f- fumbling the ball now. For sure,
0: I hear you. I think I, I think there is I think there's a little bit of gray area in between the partner and the and the actual fetishist part for allowing people I I'm I'm only going off my assumption and then I've talked to at least one person who Seems like they are doing okay, sex, doing well, not doing okay, doing well sexually, but also being honest about the fetish with people. I think there's a a door if you're uh, into like uh, sexual service, like, you know, if you're like uh, eating, eating, uh, well, doing cunnilingus or analingus, I think there is a and not that that's something people like, you know, you're going to meet at a bar and like now eat me out. Maybe that is. Maybe maybe I haven't met enough people at bars. But uh I I feel like with with those doors open, like especially like uh Analingus, I think there's space for that to occur, especially if you happen to find or happen to connect with someone more dominating, like if especially in my case, like in, in my case specifically, um, like if you're not looking for a dominating person, that doesn't matter. But like me, I'm looking for a more dominating person. So I feel like if I found a person who wanted to dominate, I there's a little bit of an easier path to talking about the fetish and, and exploring the fetish with that person than there is trying to get a, sub- a submissive or vanilla person to understand it. So I think there's, I, maybe that, maybe that's what I'm trying to say. There's a nuance in terms of like fetishists. Like I think fetishists don't have to necessarily be fart fetishists. I think they could just be people in kink in general um that like it not that again not that everybody in kink is going to be receptive cuz they're not in my in my experience not even my perception but my experience they're not like there's no one like you tell them about the fart fetish and they're going to like uh want to take you to the back room and and fart with you or fart for you or whatever um it's just not it's just not that kind of play um at all so that's why it almost feels isolating inside the kink community but at the same time I feel like that that person doesn't necessarily have to be in the kink community, because I think at the end of the day, the kink community is still fairly small wherever you are, whatever part of the country is, you know, here in Los Angeles. It's it's fairly, you know, fairly sized. But I think after going to a number of parties, you keep running into the same people. Yeah. New people flood in, uh, flood new people, you know, come in and out. Uh, and, you know, they, they come to one party, maybe they never come back, or maybe they come to a few. They're not, they're too busy to ever come to parties. So the most people you see in the kink community are mostly regulars, at least in my experience.
1: I feel that same way too, because I've also been on FetLife. You mentioned FetLife a couple of times. I've also been on there for quite a while. And um, I mean, I believe you if you say it's like that in LA and in the US. So if it's like that in LA in the US, where you always run into the same people, it's a small crowd, like imagine here in Europe. Or in, in these smaller places, how hard it must be. But yeah, overall, I think it, it can work with friends. Just because it never worked for me doesn't mean I don't. I no longer believe it can work. But I don't think it it can work if you approach it from a fetish or from a sexual attraction attraction perspective. It can only work if you have a super super open-minded friend or super open-minded friends, or if you can quote unquote trick them into farting in front of you for your own pleasure without them knowing it turns you on. I think those are the only two situations where it can work with friends. I could be wrong and I would love to hear what other people think and we will probably get some other perspectives, but with a partner and with someone who has this fetish, I think it's much easier because you don't have to think so much about like, oh, is he gonna like it? Is he this or that? Like honestly, like tomorrow morning, if I met a fart fetishist in real life that I met online, I would absolutely find in front of that person, and okay, first we would maybe be shy, maybe she or he would do it first, but like, I wouldn't hold back. I wouldn't have to like move the goalposts and like do all this tactic, tactical thinking in my mind. Whereas with friends, I would have to, and it can work, but with me, it just never worked out. So, going back to what you said initially about the future of this fetish for me would be, ideally, finding finally finding a partner sexual partner or meeting a fart fetishist in real life and taking it from there because with friends i would need to get lucky in a way i've never been lucky so far in my life for almost anything they would have to like be supersede all the bad luck i've had so far and i just can't see that happening unfortunately but i try to remain optimistic so we'll see
0: Nice, yeah. That's that's really all you can do. And I, I share your I share some of your pessimism at the same time, uh, and and I share your optimism as well. at the At the for whatever that dichotomy works, I I agree with it, and I I feel it as well. I think one of the one of the main things that came to mind for me is I think a lot of us have spent a lot of time online, so we've lived in a lot of different fantasy worlds of our own making or of you know, content creators making that we need to consciously separate the reality from the from the fantasy. And that, that sounds easy. It sounds like, oh, that's stupid. Of course I'm not thinking about the fantasy. But I wouldn't no, disagree. I, I wouldn't discount it. Like exactly. I wouldn't discount the idea that you've become uh and not not you, you, but like all of us have become conditioned on on intense fantasies, these girls that are most likely pumping air into into their ass to fart a lot. Like if you like a lot of farts, most likely it's coming through that. There's so many, not even to say tricks, but there's so many fantasies and perceptions that the internet gives you that don't play out in real life. Like before I went out into the community, I uh I didn't uh I thought like if I went to a dungeon like they wouldn't let me out like it's stupid it's a stupid thing to say because it's a business like any other like you pay them money you you do your thing for however many hours you paid for and then you get the fuck out of there they're not gonna hold you prisoner because they don't want you there like you're there as a customer uh as it were I mean I'm not, I'm not not saying it like it's that rudely transactional but at the same time it is a business it's not you're not like nobody is necessarily necessarily being a pro Dom because they like to uh, dominate people in their off time. no they they do it because they're good at it and they want to get paid for it, which is understandable and makes sense. so to to wrap that back up, uh, getting getting out of your head and and exploring the world, as it is rather than coming with preconceived notions of whatever fantasies you have or baked into your head um that's going to be so important because there is no expectation we're all we're all kind of in uncharted territory and we're in our own we're in our own uncharted territory too like one something that works for one person may not work for another and they're the person they're trying to um play with or connect with. So it's it's really individual. There's no like single path, but keeping an open mind and a clear mind, I think is is the most helpful and important to try to uh connect with the right person.
1: That is obviously one of my concerns and I always try to be careful with that is like and this applies I think to all the people who've experienced farts almost exclusively or exclusively online is we create these scenarios, these fantasies of things we'd like to try in real life. But what if once we try it in real life, it's a disappointment? What if we what if we even lose the fetish when we do it in real life? What if we realize, okay, it turns out uh, I wish this this had stayed online and never went out in the real world. Not saying that would happen to me, but it's just we have to be prepared for a lot of things. And so for me personally, like going forward, it's one of those things where I have to keep reminding myself that once things unfold in real life, I need to be prepared for some positive surprises, but also potentially for some big disappointments. And I think we all need to be prepared for that, especially us who haven't had, you know, 25 fart experiences in our life with 20 different people uh, over a 10 year span or something, you know.
0: I love that. I love that. I think that's a that's a great way to to end this episode, unless you had anything you wanted to ask or add. Yes, sure. I did have a few things
1: I wanted to add because you also asked me like th- this fetish in general. Sure. Um the way I see it, there's um I think there's two things that we need to do and where I agree with you a lot because I listened to the other episodes as well is we need to reappropriate the fetish to ourselves. We need to find a way to to get out there maybe anonymously for now, maybe not. It's up to us, but we need to find a way to talk about farts that that we talk about farts and not someone doing a, a, a good job and it's fine if they want to do it. But like, we need to be the one leading the discourse, not people who are not involved with the fetish, who don't have the fetish, who don't understand what it's like on a daily basis and for decades to have this fetish. So that's one of the things we need to do forward is to reappropriate the discourse to ourselves. And the second thing, and this is a whole other rabbit hole is We need to find a way somehow to limit the creeps, limit the fart freaks, because that that's always always, maybe not always, but that's been a huge problem. And I feel like maybe this is getting worse and it's led to a lot of people and other art fetishists have also commented on that. It's led to a lot of people. Losing interest in farts, like running away, getting scared off. And we lost a lot of models because of that. We lost a lot of decent people, not even models, because I don't think of people like fart models, non-fart models, but we just lost a lot of decent people because of that, I think. Or what happens, and then this is another rabbit rabbit hole, is that it just becomes something that's done for financial gain. So it's just like, oh, you want to talk to me? Pay pay me this. Oh, you want to do this? Like, it's it's everything you do, you have to pay. Why? Because they've realized that there's a profit to be made there they realized it in a way in which i don't think they should have realized it and they realized it because of the freaks so we need to find a way to say listen these people exist but they're not us and they're harming the community i mean when i you know when i go on youtube and i see so many insane things i've saw i've seen over the years but like when i go on youtube and i see someone leaving like their phone number on the girl's video and she's like 15 years old and saying like this my phone number please call me and i'll pay you hundred dollars to fart in my mouth i'm like and it's the same thing with the fart jar. I mean, uh, some people will be okay with that, but it's one of those things where I think the, the, the moronic aspect of a fetish sometimes is what gets publicized. And that's not good for us because some people like it. That's fine. I'm trying not to judge. But when the regular person hears the story, like imagine like you meet someone tomorrow, for example, for the first time. And two a, a couple of days before that, they saw the news that this girl sold like fart jars for a thousand dollars and the the average non-fetishist will think like this is insane this is this is laughable and then you show up and you tell them or you you or you you meet that person you become friends and you tell them like oh you have fart fetish like how do you think that will go probably not well because in the back of their mind their first contact with a fetish will be the freaks or or i don't want to say the freaks but what what they heard from a news source which presents fart fetishes as they're willing to pay $1000 for fart jars. So we need to find a way to to circumvent that somehow.
0: Yeah, I think the only way we can do that is is more more of us talking, like this show, like like whatever, and maybe someone else wants to do another show cuz like we we just need more people to to counter the the narratives. Like what you said there's a lot of food for thought uh there and I, and I agree. Um, God bless the show.
1: <laughs> it's
0: a first step. Yeah, no, I, I, well, I, I, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad to, to that it's there, but I agree with you that it's only one counter narrative or one counter to the kind of mainstream approach of looking at this, um, as like the fart jars, or that's really the only one that I know of, uh, that's kind of more public uh, I think the other podcasts people have done um the other non fetish podcasts that have talked about fart fetish um some of them are okay, and some of them do it in a in a respectful manner. but I agree with you that fetishists having fetishists run the show and and uh and be the ones that come on as guests, I think is the most important part because we we need to break up that that idea that um
1: yeah, not people who will laugh at us and think we're all fart freaks who buy fart jars for $1,000. I mean, that was such a huge fail and a huge face bomb for me. I mean, again, people can like that if they want. But to me, that was like representing everything that's wrong with our fetish, unfortunately, or at least everything that gets out. That's one of those things where I was like, this isn't working out. And so I know you mentioned some you know, podcasts that they will talk to fetishists and they will invite them versus being just out there to... Yeah, like that click, clickbait thing, just being out there to like laugh at us and be like, ha look at these freaks uh, who live probably in their mom's basement, whatever. I don't know what they said about us, but it's just like, it, it doesn't look good for us is what, I, is what I'm getting at.
0: I agree. Well, there's already a negative connotation with farts, I think, for many people in general. And then to, even if, if you know, even if they don't think about it, I think there is just, you know, it's it, society has told us farts bad. So... I think when someone hears that they're a fart fetish, it becomes, it it puts those two thoughts together. Like farts, be, uh, farts, um, farts gross. This person has fart fetish. They must also be gross, you know, trans, uh, associative property. Yeah. Farts work. are already
1: t- taboo enough for, uh, for us not to need to make them even more taboo by paying a thousand dollars for fart jars or like a, a life's economy for like a, a fart clip of two minutes or whatever like it's just yeah it doesn't it really doesn't make us look good I think again I really try not to judge but that, that was one thing where I was like this is not going in the right direction so yeah we need to find a way to make farts more acceptable and I dream of the day where farts will maybe be something like coughing like just something that people do it happens someone might laugh or something whatnot they don't react and we all move on and then those of us that want to make it more sexual, we make it more sexual with the right people because a fart fetish or just a love for farts is it's so diverse, it's so huge and it's so bigger than fart jars and just just sexuality. It's its like, there's so many aspects to that. It's, it's as I said, very diverse and need to go back to a point where that matters.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think, um, I wonder if there's going to be I mean, obviously, this is far in the future, but I wonder if there's ever going to be a rift between fetishists, because there are a fair number of fetishists that enjoy farts being taboo. And I think I even did a poll on uh, Twitter uh, asking people if uh, if farts became more normalized, does taboo go away? and many people said yes and that was okay some people said no they'd find another way to do taboo and some people said yeah it would go away and i'm not happy about it um and i think that was a that was a small segment uh of the of the people that answered the poll but i think there are people who need or enjoy the fetish as a taboo so if people were farting just all the time you know at in line at the bank or wherever they are people who have a taboo enjoyment of the fetish might lose that like i don't and i don't i'm not saying like oh now they don't have any sexual uh interest at all like taboo's gone now they're now they're just completely i get i guess i'll just say flaccid or whatever but at the same time i think there is an importance to normalize it for, for the fetish i mean i don't think there's necessarily a societal betterment out of like normalizing farts is not gonna it's not gonna fix healthcare or or fix anything in the world maybe maybe it will actually if people see themselves more as each other rather than like oh i do this and you do that and whatever but the point is i think um i that's just an interesting thought the whole taboo not taboo uh what's the future going to look like if if people are more like you say, fart fetish and people hear it like foot fetish where it's like, oh, that's intriguing, you know? Uh, And I, 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 you know, I talk a lot for uh, foot fetish people. I could be wrong. Like there's a perception that it's more acceptable, but that doesn't necessarily mean foot fetish people are able to like go out and tell somebody they have a foot fetish and get it uh, appeased right away. Like, I've had, I've seen one foot domination scene in the dungeon in public with uh, who I assume was a stranger, not a, um, not a, uh, like pickup play, like it wasn't someone they met uh, beforehand. Because um, mostly foot fetish play tends to come in the form of service towards uh, uh, dominant women of like uh, foot massage or that kind of thing. It's less sexual um, as people would assume foot fetish would be. Uh, Foot fetish actually, I think, because it associates with like foot massage is partly why it became more acceptable because there is a aspect of enjoyable service to the aspect of enjoying feet.
1: I'm wondering though if, because you mentioned like some people the rift or the divide between people wanting fart fetish to remain or farts to remain taboo and those don't wanting it to remain taboo. I'm not really sure where I fit into that, but um, let me ask you this then, because I know I think you're you're half Indian, right? That's right. Could it be that in Asian cultures, and I'll tell you about a story regarding that if we have enough time? But could it be that in Asian cultures, in Asian cultures, it doesn't mean anything. It's very broad. But that, could it be that in certain countries in Asia? farting is already non-taboo or has never been taboo in the past uh, you know 20 30 40 50 years or so um could that be the case
0: um i can't speak uh, on, on in any like direct um knowledge i can only speak uh, uh for my dad who was uh, came from a, a village in india so it makes sense that he would not be as uptight about bodily functions because they are uh natural things i i if i had to guess my thought is as india moves further away from being uh, a third world country that is to say as more and more of their population is uplifted into the middle class which is what the finance people are saying is happening in india at the quickest rate i think taboo will be introduced so what I mean by that is as more Indians become uh city Indians as they become more like um I, I there's a better word than city but like as they be, they become less rural and and more uh I guess uh, urbanization
1: is that what
0: you mean or urbanization as they become more urbanized thank you that is exactly the word i was looking for yeah. as they become more urbanized i think taboo elements will be introduced because it it is it will be seen as rude like people who fart freely will be shunned because like we live in a society like don't do that here do that in the bathroom or whatever like I feel like we we start out as human beings so we you know we explore our lives we you know we shit in the woods we fart where you know it sounds stupid but we fart wherever we need to or whenever we need to you know burp whatever like it's a natural thing. We're human beings. We're just doing what we do. Yeah.
1: Old tribal practices. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah.
0: Right. And then as things become more urbanized or, you know, before, before urbanization become more quote unquote civilized people take aspects and decide that they're not appropriate. You know, some, some were good. Like the whole idea of not shitting everywhere um, around the, around the, Around the land, that became a, a cleanliness issue, a, 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 um, a, a, a an issue of uh, health, by not you know like uh, shitting in the in the stream that you you also take water from and this and that. So those aspects are good, but some overcorrect, in, and I think farting becomes one of those. I was just gonna say this is so
1: interesting to me because I've never thought about it this way. So basically, your theory is that. As urbanization becomes a bigger thing in Asia, farting will become there what it is here today, meaning mostly taboo and seen as gross, which is, if that's the case, it's unfortunate. It makes me want to go there uh, before before there's this transition going on. But
0: Sure. Well, I mean, and that's that's just a theory. But I, I, I believe it just. Looking at, looking at my dad, um, it just seems clear because he didn't, you know, he didn't have a, a school education uh, or at least, high, you know, he did high school, I think uh, he finished. Um, he didn't, you know, he's not an urban Indian. He, he still speaks with a heavy accent, even though he's been here for, what, 30, 40, God, many, many years. So he never really americanized as it were so in that sense he wouldn't he doesn't have a a hang-up about you know farting a little more publicly obviously he doesn't do it like Everywhere or doesn't do it uh, wildly, like you know, like Damien's dad. He talks about how he farts around his friends at work, he farts, his dad farts around like everywhere. My dad's not like that, but he's not also not shy about it in terms of, of having to do it, or especially like around me or in the office or whatever. And they it's not like they smell or anything, but at the same time, it's breaking that taboo that we have established, whereas more Americanized Indians, Indians that probably went to college, worked in executive uh, positions with other, you know, you know, uh, Caucasian people, I think you quickly get it uh, trained out of you, the, the human aspects that I guess that's what I was trying to get to in that long winded part. We start as humans and as society comes further and further, we become people which it sounds like they're the same thing, but a human I see as someone who doesn't necessarily need to wear clothes and they're just, they just exist and they breathe air and they eat food and, and that's, that's all the Adam and Eve type idea. Right, And people are the ones who have jobs and they shit in a toilet and they, you know, they, they, uh, you know, they buy food from a fast food place or a restaurant, you know, a human hunts and whatever gathers and all that stuff. And a person, uh, adheres to societal constraints, which include making some of the things that originally were human aspects taboo. So that's kind of my thought on, on, on Asia, again, I don't know if that's true of Asia. I, I can only speak of my one microcosm of an idea based on my dad and and other Indians uh, around him. but that's my thought on it.
1: It's interesting because, like at least on gas erotica and also online, and I've noticed that especially in the last two or three years, you see an abundance of like fairly young females from like Thailand, Indonesia. Malaysia, Philippines, India, these kind of countries who post fart videos. And even on Gas Erotica, I've read there was this guy saying that, uh, oh, he uh, used to live with these Nepalese girls and they would fart openly and they thought it was hilarious. So it's it would suck for a fetish if that's something that we lose through urbanization. But it's an interesting theory. It's one I, I do want to reflect upon. I used to have language classes here with this girl from India, which I've befriended in the meantime. And I don't think she's from a village. I'm not not really sure. But anyways, one time after class, like while class was ending, like she farted and like I heard it, but I didn't want to make it weird. So I just waited several months. And then I told her via audio message. I said basically something along the lines of like, you may think this is weird, but I remember this one time in class where you passed gas at the end of the lesson and she sent me a laughing emoji and she said, sometimes I don't really care. Sometimes I really don't care. Very Asian. Ah, That was like, okay, that's interesting. Like, so (laughs) that combined with what you're telling me right now, that's, that's interesting. I thought, okay, well, maybe there's something to explore there. Then eventually I farted in front of her, but yeah, it never went anywhere and then I haven't heard her fart since, but there seemed to be an opening there, which I wish I exploited more, explored more. And I didn't. Um, But yeah, now we're not really any more in touch. But yeah, it was interesting to me like uh, that she's from there. And and I don't know, we get this weird perspective maybe here in Europe and North America that Asians are like the most open when it comes to that. Or maybe that's not the case. I don't know, because I've never been there. And that's why I wanted to ask your opinion.
0: For sure, for sure. Yeah, I think the only other... Uh, the only other side of the perspective I have and, and pretty much why I started this show is because LGBTQ, all the other um, uh, expressions of sexuality are on the rise, uh, especially here in North America. I find it the perfect time to put out the idea that there is this fetish. Like if people are exploring their sexuality and other aspects of their Of their pleasure like I felt like one we could we could do that too like we it's time for us to also be speaking out and saying like hey we're also here but the other side of that could also be by having a presence more publicly uh, people might find their way into this fetish as they're exploring and seeing what they enjoy. People might say, like, fart fetish, that sounds interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, I enjoy the feeling of farting or, or something, whatever aspect that might attract them. Uh, I think having a presence, especially during this push for acceptance and for being yourself, uh, above all else, I think, um, uh, this was the best time to start it and and, and continue yeah. continue it.
1: Yeah, no, it's good. It's it's just um, and I think you were also talking about that with uh, what I think um, I think it was with Jules whether or not you know people are born with a fart fetish. Like I'm not sure how I feel about that, but from what you're saying now, it seems to you maybe correct me if I'm wrong that you think it's something that people discover and develop rather than something that they're born with. But I do think that your podcast hopefully will lead to more people coming out of the closet, so to speak, and and taking part in your podcast or just messaging you and whatnot. I, for one, I'm really looking forward to hearing other perspectives on this and uh, also other female perspectives because um, it's very nice that you had, I think Victoria was her name, but Mm -hmm. it's very nice that you had her, but I hope also we'll get to hear a bit more like the female perspective, which I think sometimes is way too much overlooked.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm extremely open to, uh, female fetishes just cause we don't, uh, we don't hear from them even in, 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 uh, forms in many times, at least in my experience, like, uh, it's pretty much the only females uh, uh, that I could think of are content producers and generally their um, content, their only fans or whatever tends to be in service to their business, which makes total sense. No, no disrespect or hate to that, but um, it's not a, it's not a genuine or authentic opinion or interaction, which I think was so great to hear from, from Victoria uh, to get an actual fetishist perspective rather than a, a business, uh business person.
1: I felt like, three female fart fetishes in the last 10 years or so. I found like three of them. And one of them I found in the last few weeks, months or so. And the other two, like, we're still in touch and we talk a lot. And uh, it's cool because, um, as Jules said, like, about farts, but we're also friends besides that. So I think even though I never met them, because they live in Australia and I live in Europe, but even though I never met them, like, if we were to meet... I think we could also get along really well besides farts, although it's a nice component. If it was no longer there, I think we could still be friends, but of course it would be a bit less enjoyable. And um, that also brings me to to one thing, which, when you ask me what I like as well, and um, this is really cool to me because it's something I discovered recently. And as I get older, you know, my fetish evolves. you know and I think for every fart fetishes, it's like that. What you liked 10 years ago is now kind of improved or it's different or it's transitioned into something else. And so one of my two friends from Australia, who also has this fart fetish and she's a girl, I don't know if she helped me discover that, but um, she did something and and I kind of asked her about that one time and I was like, wow, this is really something that turns me on. And I don't know if this has been explored or not by anyone with this fetish, but like one thing I really, really like is um, dress fluttering farts. I don't know if you know what that is. It's basically when a girl wears a a skirt or a dress and she farts so loudly that the dress moves from the wind of her fart. And I don't know why, but that really turns me on. And so when my friend told me like, hey, that happened to me once, I was like, wow, this is amazing. So besides like loving like hairy woman farting, I also like dress fluttering farts. And I also like to watch. Assholes open up to unleash the farts. So those are the other my other aspects which I just remembered now. That it's also the other things I like about farts. So it's niche. It's very niche. It's very deep. But yeah,
0: nice, nice. This, this has been this has been a, an amazing an amazing talk. I I really yeah. I really appreciate you wanting to to come on and 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 share your perspective with me. We I I really feel like we've pulled a lot um pulled a lot and talked about some great uh, ideas, especially for the future. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna close this out, but do you have anything, uh, anything you want to end on? It's just really funny to me because uh, I knew it would be this
1: long and thanks, but I'm sure I only got to like one third of all the things I wanted to talk about, but Hey, you know, it's okay. It's a first one and there'll be other opportunities. But mostly I would say, I said most of the things I had to say, but it's just like, I could talk about this for hours and I never talked about this. So for so long, so openly, so publicly. So, you know, I'd be glad to give some other perspectives uh, next time around, you know, cause I, I still have a lot of things I think I could have said, but it's fine. <laughs> Thanks for the invitation.
0: Of course, of course. No, I appreciate you reaching out to me. And absolutely, please, uh please keep in touch. Let me know uh if you have more questions I could I could ask of you or 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 you to me. Um and we could do this again because I, I definitely would like that. Maybe we can do a uh a, a dual episode. I actually did an episode with uh, with Jules and uh, and Dill together, um, maybe we can do another one of those in the near future. Okay, is
1: is that was that published somewhere online? It, it, that...
0: No, no, it's it's it's. I did it a couple months ago. It's still it's still pending. I will oh, okay. I will publish it. I, I I really appreciate you you being on here t- uh, today, Tarek, and and I I hope to uh, yeah I definitely hope we talk again very soon.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, and looking really forward to see where this is going.
0: Awesome. All right, I'll see you then. I just wanna say thank you so much for joining us for the Fart Fetish podcast this year. I'm looking forward to growing the podcast and community with much more in the coming year. So stay tuned for all that as we continue into 2023. Until then, stay well and keep lighting the torches for the Fart Fetish wherever you are and whenever you can. I'll see you then.